Hello and welcome to Bridge from Nowhere, life on the far northern edge of America. I'm Andy. Today, Lou and I interview Juno legendary bar historian, Mike Race. And a tourist came in and was going like, oh, I just had to look at this place because my grandpa had used to get the nuggets out of the sawdust in the 1800s. And, and we're going like, we both come up front of the bar because we know this thing didn't start till like 46 or something <laughs> right. like that. You know? And we're going like, you know, we'd really like to meet him. He's he seems like our kind of guy. You know, in other words, he was total bullshit. You know? <laughs> we introduce a new segment, Dog Treat of the Week. Okay, here I go. <laughs> oh, so gentle. So gentle. Now, the poor dog. Give the dog oh, some. The dog. Give the dog you a bone. guys. And also our recurring segment. Parasite of the week. And Jamie is sick as a dog with the Juno crud. The crud. How would you describe it? Oh, Jesus it got Christ. Somehow got in my ear. That's all ahead on this edition of Bridge from Nowhere. Welcome to Bridge from Nowhere, everyone. It's been a long time since we've been... Back with you on one of these podcasts, Lou. Am I right? How do I do this? I don't know. We talk into the thing that's in front of us. <laughs> Jamie's not with us right now. We might connect with him later. He's he's, he's ill. Completely, utterly sick. He's got the Juno crud. We might talk about the Juno crud in a minute. But we are honored to have a special, very special guest with us today. Mike Race. Mike, thanks so much for joining us. It's a pleasure. Mike, uh, how many years? Let's just start with how many years you've been in Juno. Well, I'd say it's probably about sixty-six years. See, pretty much your whole life. I got here at about age ten. Age ten, okay. And um, and t- so t- let's talk about the journey of your uh, family getting to Juno. Your the races are known in southeast Alaska. There's a pharmacology element to the races. Yeah, the drugstores uh, were started by Harry Race and uh, eventually ran in Ketchikan uh, by Bob Race. The store here had been sold out to a fellow named Monty Grisham. And my brother and I both worked there. He ended up becoming a pharmacist but as kids in high school. Your brother ended up becoming a pharmacist. Yes. Yeah, right? yeah. Jerry. Yeah. And he, yeah. Had, he was my pharmacist for many years. And he's back at Foodland uh, yeah. Pharmacy there. He's always been Will. always been great. Yeah, no, wonderful. Really wonderful. enjoyed working with, you know, he was just one of those guys that would tell you what you need to know and not more than you need to know. You know what I mean? It right. was great. No, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. He's, yeah, well put. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a really excellent pharmacist and a great healthcare provider in uh, Juneau and uh, just one of those people where Glad's back. He kind of t- took a little hiatus for a while, went down to Arizona, and uh, is, is back now. And, exactly. Uh, yeah. So, um, but so there's the there's that side of the family. But how, tell me about your experience. So you got here when you were ten. Yeah, came from uh, mining uh, outside of Bethel, between Bethel and Antioch, in a place called Nyack. That was what your dad was doing. He ran a. A company called uh, New York Alaska Gold Dredging Corporation, which was three large bucket dredges. Are uh, they about the size of the dredges that you could see in Fairbanks uh, or, or Nome? Yes. 
Wow. Yeah. Which looked like brontosauruses, They right? were called like number twos, number threes, but it was how many yard uh, each of the buckets held. And the bucket lines had, God knows, 70, 80 wow. buckets on them. How'd they well, get so, that up there? Well, what, what, for those people who've never seen a dredge in action, I've been up to Nome and seen them. Can you describe what this thing is we're talking about, this, <coughs> these gold dredges? What are those things? It's a pontoon vessel that had a bucket line that dug up the dirt, brought it into the rig, went through a tumbler. The materials were separated. The gold was captured on uh, uh, amalgam trays that had um, um, mercury mer- yeah, yeah, mercury on them. And, um, the, the gold kind of binds the mercury? Or does it yes. get repelled mm-hmm. by it? Yes. And it binds yes. to it. And then they'd retort it out, basically a, a still. I mean, as a kid, I would hang out around when they were making. Quicksilver. When they were making. Oh, we'd, <laughs> right. It's the best way to shine up a dime you ever had. Just play with that stuff, right? Yeah, absolutely. Just don't worry about that Mad Hatter goes, disease. It's it, fine. Right yeah. into the skin there. Never, it, never, it never affected no. anybody that, that, we, that we were around. Certainly, at least not, not that you've been told anyway. No. Well, they, <laughs> the camps, not that as kids were involved with the camps, they had enough alcohol to cleanse their systems. Very good. Yes, that's a known, a known uh, detox of mercury. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah no, so, so the, um, the story of a dredge thing, and Patrick, uh, my son has a, a lot of footage on it that was 16 millimeter my dad took, but they would bring in the... Uh, you know, fall, they'd bring in barges into uh, Bethel, and they'd offload all these huge pieces, put them on cat trains, and the cat trains had uh, these go-devils, sleds they pulled behind the cats, that they'd carry the, gosh, the fuel for the cats, you know, one might just be full of 50-gallon barrels of fuel, and they'd head up north with a dog team. How many miles up north? Well, Is that a few hundred miles? Um, I'd say by the by the path they had to take, yeah. You okay. know, I mean, this shows them just like mowing down trees to, you know, and going across to, uh, rivers. So you had uh, Kuskokwim and, you know, the um, oh, there's a couple other rivers there that they had to forage. But they would... Uh, Make the way across them. I mean, so it might be one guy driving a drag line and another um, with all these parts and pieces on it, these cats. Um, the the Shangi family um, out of the Bethel area, um, native family there, were uh, who ended up pretty much in, uh, you know, other parts of up, up there, um, Dillingham and around. But... Um, the Venus family was very important to it. And Joe Venus, um, who's the father of of Lyman Hoffman's wife, uh, Lillian, and um, all his kids grew up together, and they were very instrumental in, you know, finding the the trails and the paths and the routes and making it all access. Plus, do you have a memory? Do you have memories of that? Mm-hmm. Do you yeah. have like vivid memories of those kind of things happening? And this would have been what year? First job I got uh, cheated out of wages. Of course, I mean, you know, you're, <laughs> yeah. you're, you're young, you know, kids. We were uh, splitting wood and my brother was more active in it, of course, with the older kids who were, you know, 14, 15. Uh, you'd split four foot lengths of 
wood and stack them. And again, in the winter, there are these uh, pieces of equipment that had transported all this stuff up would come along and pick up all the wood to heat the furnaces. Uh, you know, they'd have to thaw out the ice. So all these parts and pieces would come up on a winter trail. And they would have a pond sort of roughed out. They would steam out the ice, drag out these big blocks of ice, and start constructing this pontoon structure and then all the interior mechanics of it and put it together and then, you know, basically have a topping off party. <laughs> um, you know, break the champagne. Yeah. And it was a vessel floating. I mean, it's a large vessel are these things very large 40 foot 50 foot long maybe where they're floating in the pontoons easy and then a good 30 to 40 feet up with this big really what looks like a brontosaurus neck i mean when i first saw it it looked like that's a wooden two necks one one, one was for the rocks to drop out behind it the tailings the poop and one and and the digger end and and the bucket line digging in they would take out uh, two long cable areas and put in dead men, logs in the woods, and they they could pull uh, themselves along with that. Well, they would swing back and forth as they were digging through this area. And again, this area that the dredges worked were all designated by a man with a gold pan. Right. He, hmm. he found started, it first. He found it first. Right. And this is the And path. he laid his claim— he, so, he, so were you? Were the, they, claims, the claims were already okay. staked for the company. Those guys were just working for him. Oh, I see. You know. Okay. How did it do? Was it successful? It was successful. The company made mistakes mm-hmm. elsewhere, and um, it ended up uh, having, you know, bankruptcy problems. But when it, it would freeze up and the dredges couldn't operate, then uh, we'd go to Seattle, Washington. Mm-hmm. My my mother's folks were down there, and they had been up in um, the Fairbanks area. Her dad was a railroad engineer, but he retired in Edmonds, Washington. So I'd go from a one-room school, eight grades, one teacher, and uh, go to a class of fifth grader, you know, that would be um, full of, of you know, so many people, and it was just—it was real weird for me. There'd be like five classes of culture fifth shock, graders. right? Yeah. I mean, like a real. Well, yeah. and the worst part was the teachers would go like, "Oh, you know, he's from Alaska, and, and uh, you know, tell us about the whales and and things like that." And and I'm going like, uh, "There aren't any whales. It's like 800 miles up the river, and uh, whale doesn't whale doesn't make it that far." Yeah. <laughs> um. So that was kind of interesting, and it kind of helped me later in life as I was a bartender at some notorious saloons um, because I would look at somebody and tell them the god-awful truth and they'd just be blank and then I'd just tell them what they wanted to hear. Yeah, I mean, I'd that's make a, stuff up. Well, and, it, that, and we still deal with that today, right? The legend of Alaska versus what is really true. And now with reality, quotes, TV, talking about what Alaska is really like. And of course- Alaska, you got to be tough to live in Alaska. Right. And of course, some of that is true. There are people who are tough- and out there living in Alaska, and then there's people like us. <laughs> there was there was an old boy in one of the villages. There's a story goes that this baby was crawling around and you know turning blue. It was cold, you know, and 
And his attitude was, you know, don't worry about it. He's either going to make it or not. This fella, when they took and tried to, um, I'm not sure what they were uh, giving him a shot for, but they couldn't get the needle in his skin. It would not penetrate his skin because it was that kind of hide. Pachydermitic. There you go. Yeah, right. yeah like that. That's but real so, you, know, you know, so it was very interesting. I mean, I'm we fished in all these little ponds for these little trout things, and I was walking down the trail one day and uh, kicked up a little bag, and it was all full of nuggets. Well, like my mother worked the the company store, the only little Quonset Hut store there. And I went and turned it in, and we got it back to its rightful owner. You turned that in, and he yeah, and he paid me off in a bag of M and M's. <laughs> And I know that I got the best part of that deal. You know, it was like I was happy. He mm. was happy. It was a good transaction. I don't know, Mike. <laughs> hey, you know, gold and uh, wealth can be a real uh, misery. Yeah. You know? But well, M&M's? <laughs> yeah. M&M's always there for you. Yeah. <laughs> right? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, they were expensive as hell up there at the time. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, it's very, very difficult, and you have to plan way ahead on your mm-hmm. on your food products. <laughs> well, we're talking to Mike Race. So far, we've talked to him about his early, early years here, uh, up uh, gold dredging, as his, your dad was really the one up there doing that yeah, work. Yeah, he was a mining engineer from, doing from the University of Alaska. Say. And we're going to talk to him more about the early years for us anyway, the legendary years of uh, being on the mean streets of Juneau, Alaska, coming up next here on Bridge From Nowhere. Finally on the floor. That dog, she was roaming for a while there's, there. There should be a little shout out to a fellow named Ed Mack who just died here um, well, the other day. Well, he, let's talk about that now. Ed, Ed Mack. Tell me about Ed Mack. Ed Mack was just a wonderful cat around town, plumber, friend of everybody's. But uh, he um, helped me and um, Don Harris in this final Red Dog put put that together. Uh, so, and. Uh, you know, for instance, we were underneath the bar doing in some of the last plumbing. And a tourist came in and was going like, oh, I just had to look at this place because my grandpa had used to get the nuggets out of the sawdust in the 1800s. And, and we're going like, we both come up front of the bar because we know this thing didn't start till like 46 or something like that. You know? right. And we're going like, you know, we'd really like to meet him. He's he seems like our kind of guy. <laughs> you know, in other words, he was a total bullshitter. <laughs> <you know? laughs> Yeah, that's the ticket. That's the ticket. <laughs> that's where all the nuggets went. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, um, so let's let's just talk a little bit more about. So, so did you have a long? You, you've had a long time affiliation with the Red Dog, then. 
I, I did. Off and on. I, I did until consulting and until stuff this like that. Don Harris decided I made too much money and and, uh, <laughs> and decided to fire me for. Well, the reasons he gave were just ridiculous. You know, the crew loved me, and he said they, they didn't like me. Oh, well, you know, I you can know, see. You're not a likable person. But he was, you know, it was like, oh, can I have that $10,000 bonus you promised me, you know, for making this all happen? <laughs> right. And he'd hate it because people would shove him out of the way to get pictures with me. You know. Well, and, that's an issue. Now, that's an issue, right? He, he was, yeah. when you When you're not when – you, when you become the attraction and you work for someone else – who wants to be the attraction? That's, yeah, a, yeah, yeah. that's a tough deal. Yeah, which was fine because yeah. that that sent me on a whole other series of adventures that put me up to. Uh, well, I I kind of got into saving bars. Um, you know, it, not quite the the one like the uh, what Swayze or whoever goes in and oh yeah, kicks Roadhouse. Yeah, yeah, Roadhouse. Yeah. Not quite like that, but close. A little bit more like maybe more like. Between that and Mother Teresa, somewhere in between there. Yeah, because I've taken a number of weapons away from people and a hand grenade, and grenade. Uh, not counting the weapons that I just you took unloaded. a hand grenade away from someone. Yeah. What was the story of that? What? Um, after the Peel case, uh, the attorney Weedner at the time brought in Peel, and he, had, you, you're familiar with that? No. Case. Mm-hmm. Uh, Give a little background. The people got burnt up on a boat. Down out of okay, down toward Ketchikan Way. Oh, and was that in Craig or something? Yeah, some somewhere down the line. Oh, I, yeah. I, I don't recall the whole thing. Way, it's Mike, one of those no, things. That, it's one of those things I don't want. You have to feed Nova whatever you've got in your hand. Okay, is that, first is that a dog have, biscuit? First, I have to have a bite of it. I've heard these are really good. <laughs> well, let's let, we, okay. I mean, uh, you know, okay, Nova, these are as good as the friskies I used to eat when I was a kid. So you may have this. Should we just, this isn't going to be a clean segment, Lou, but let's let's interrupt this segment to, okay. to do a dog biscuit tasting. Shall we do it? We're, we have a new segment <laughs> per show Mike, you, or so. Thank you so much for being here on the inaugural first segment of this show Where we, that we've done. Yeah, I'm eating a lot of dog food as a kid. <laughs> We're going to taste test in a dog biscuit tasting segment. Mike's sort of giving it away. I think that this probably isn't going to be terrible. So I got to... Well, I think the dog gave it away by sitting here drooling well, all over my lap while I held it. that's a dog. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this week, we are going to taste Costco Kirkland Signature, Kirkland Signature dog, dog biscuits. biscuits. And, and How big of a chunk? Now, you're right ready. now, the true dog is panting and stretching its neck and looking very yeah, like she, this she is going to be a these. good treat. Now, Let's Lou, see what the humans say. when we've done this before, you spit it out. I want to eat. You, you, okay. If we do this, you got to eat it. All right. All right. Are we in? Go. It's good. Salty. So there's two flavors for these. Oh, is this lamb? I don't know which one's which. Or I can't chicken. Even, I lamb can never and chicken tell. are the two, yeah. right? And lamb and chicken. Things. Hey, they got so much. They got so much uh, yeah, wheat fi- filler I, and stuff like that. I smell a little what rat. Do you smell. I smell rat. I well, smell, there is a certain amount of I allowable rat feces in these allowable. products. I smell the allowable insect and rat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I tell you, it's not bad. That's Andy trying it. What kind of aroma do you get? What do you? What? <laughs> yeah. Do you have an urge just... to go out to that light pole where the no, dog I was earlier? Go, I need to go lift my leg. <laughs> <laughs> I need to hump a leg. Okay, here I go. <laughs> oh, so gentle, so gentle. Now the poor dog. Give the dog oh, some. The dog. Give the dog you a bone. Guys. Okay, hold on. Yeah, nickname. I'm chewing. <laughs> it's not bad. 
That ain't bad. It just tastes like a cracker, right? It's got, yeah. it's got a very slight, very mild liver type flavor. You get that? No. What gets me about tasting this now is that why dogs are so crazy about these. Oh, she's actually drooling on me. Why are dogs so crazy about this flavor? This flavor isn't that amazing. Ugh. It's these just these dogs eat poop. <laughs> I know. So it doesn't. <laughs> if it looks like something they want, they want to eat it. This is the logic. Well, I'm saying I've been around a lot of dogs, and this dog is a nice black lab who Beautiful. is the king of probably poop eating. Poop eating. <laughs> She now, has had her share of too. She has not. Now, Nova's not a poop eater. I've seen her. She's eating poop? I've seen her eat poop. Oh. Her, tur- her own turds, are not fresh. She she likes them to be frozen. And when it's, they're it's frozen. Like a popsicle. I've poop-sickle. Seen her, yeah, poop Can sickle. you tell, Lou, can you tell the worst story oh. about a dog that you could ever tell? Because I know this story. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So... <laughs> uh, I was watching someone's dog, and we took it for a hike up John Muir Trail, in just in Juneau here. Nice long trail, beautiful. And we went about three miles, and then once we got to the very, very end, maybe about twenty feet from the cars, there's this um, area where there's a sign with some info about the trail. And of course, as people do, someone took a dump. Right near the sign, the dog made a beeline for it, <laughs> and he horfed it up. This was a golden retriever named Cecil. And before we could stop it, toilet paper and all. And so, oh, that aftertaste of that biscuit was not good. It's all right. Keep going. So then we had to put it in the car, and of course, walking the dog, it, it got active. It's a bigger boy. And we were in a very small truck, and the only place it could fit was between us and gas. And it was going (laughs) right between us. I've never beaten a dog before. (laughs) But you really wanted to at that moment. At that that moment, moment, I understood (laughs) why someone might want to. It was, uh, oh. Oh. Just think about it now. I think I gagged. I had to open the windows. I had to switch seats with the dog so it wasn't a passenger and I was in the middle. Something about a dog, a dog's breath that has human poo on it. Yeah. Oh, it's unforgivable. Now, I got to ask you guys a question here because we sampled beers earlier. Yes. What note do you find Mm. in this dog biscuit? I'm going to give you a surprising one. You ever have a... no. Vienna sausages? Oh, yes. I get a little taste of Vienna sausage in mine. Here's what I get. I get a, I get a slight licorice. Really? I get a little an anise. Like anise. A little aniseed licorice. I don't. I get more of an old, like, bottom-of-the-barrel grade B meat flavor. When I say licorice, I'm not talking about, like, a good licorice. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about some sort of licorice made for dogs. <laughs> Do you have a tendency to rectums? Do you have a tendency to want to lick yourself? Yeah, well, more than usual. <laughs> Mike, what do you sense from it? I don't feel so clean in my rectal area. Uh, mine was. I don't know. I must have the unflavored one because mine was just like a flour. No, like a, a Ritz cracker that. I got Maybe that. Been has out ass for a while. on it. I got that off the front, but then there's a meaty. There's a meatiness. Yes, more than I'd imagine. Yeah, there's a meatiness. It looks. 
It looks just like a dried old skip. unleavened flour and sawdust Oof. and newspaper it's very meaty. compressed thing. But. Oh, meaty. Um, well, tell us now. So we've talked a little bit about you. Anyway, you, that was dog biscuit segment. You were up here. You were uh, in the doing the gold dredging up north. Came uh, went went back and forth. Went to school up in Fairbanks. Came back to Juneau. Had a history with the Red Dog. Well, let's get into some of the the, the Billiken Bar. The, the, that's, the, that's, uh, that's what I was going to say. House, uh, so you owned the a Elks, bar. The uh, worked uh, down at the Breakwater. Worked with some great chefs. Well, let's talk about each one of those. So the Billiken. Let's talk about the, where was the Billiken and what was that place like? In beautiful downtown Douglas, across from Louis. Um, it had across been owned, from Louis. It uh, yeah. There's uh, what's his name? Guys, a little burger joint in there, right? Douglas Cafe Cisco. now, and yeah. it's called the Douglas Cafe, and, and yeah. Uh, there was three bars over there, the Taku, Louis, and the Billiken. Um, myself and two partners bought it from um, Elsie Bowling, who used to be one of the line gals, uh, just a wonderful old lady. Whore. I, well, I asked her to write a book, and she said, not everybody's dead yet. <laughs> okay. But when you say line gal. Um, when, yeah. when you use that term, a fellow that she was gambling with one time that she cleaned him out, called her that and she says you know the difference between you claire and myself is i'm first class okay i laid him right flat there you go he definitely was not first class <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so the billiken that was douglas yeah that was then you made the move back over the bridge came back over the bridge I, I was, i'm not sure quite how i was at the elks um, the Elks but, is and, now and, and Rockwell, is I, right? That's yeah, now this area yeah, called Rockwell, yeah. right? This is where I started kind of saving businesses because there was some losses there and that got patched up. And the Red Dog had been boarded up uh, mm. in a second location. Why? So I, I called uh, a couple, uh, owned it, and the Breakwater. The Breakwater. And, um, and they, um, <laughs> um, Dan and Gita ended up going to jail I think hmm. that'll do it or bankrupt and um, or both and anyway um, debtor's prison it, it created a good path for me because in opening the the red dog and getting it going and helping prepare us before we moved it down to this location um, I had uh, and and again I told you I had sort of a run out there and, and mm-hmm. left there well I ended up going down the breakwater I should say I had a little bit of time at the Alaskan Hotel, and and uh, Betty fired me uh, for gross looseness and incompetence because I wanted them to hook up the uh, the point of sale so that uh, we could track the the liquor use. Fool. And, and, yeah, fool. <laughs> <laughs> what was I thinking? So anyway, uh, I took her to uh, Department of Labor and. Uh, and they said, well, you're not going to win this case. And I said, I don't want to win this case. I just want it on the record. And I think she's crazy. I'm happy now. I left. <laughs> but I went to uh, the breakwater, and it was, you know, same trail of tears that we'd followed before. And, and uh, Don Madsen worked for him, and it was, it was, it was really a good experience to get into that and, and do that. So I kind of got into saving Businesses, and then I ended up at the penthouse. I'm not sure quite the sequence of events, but oh, I got into real estate, and um, I got asked by um, um, Noel 
and uh, Dick, well, Dick Garrison and uh, Noel, who's got Western Auto, they were partners in it, along with Bruce Denton, Larry Spencer, and they wanted me to go in there and try to straighten it out. All of a sudden, it's like making money, and they're going, well, what are you doing? You know, it's been nine years losing money. And I said, well, I put your money in the bank. It was pretty pretty simple. You, you know my daughter, uh, Kim, she's walking up the street at age 11 or something like that. And she said, why am I carrying the money? I said, nobody would think that a girl at your age is going to have $12,000, <laughs> you know, in her coat. So we're going to the bank, and if anybody hits me over the head, it gets to the bank, you know, <laughs> run, run to the bank. But so that was kind of fun straightening that uh, so, that joint up. So people just were taking their money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was uh, poor management, uh, to well, say the least. should work. That's a number inside of Alaska. Shouldn't have to dial anything else. It's ringing. Might work. Let's try to prank him. Hello. Welcome. This is WKPN in Minnesota. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Hello? Oh, God, you're just sick. I'm just so sick. You're Jamie Karnick has joined us. You're just so sick. I, I, I really am. God Listen damn. to you. Oh, so, we, so Jamie's not uh, in the studio with us, obviously. We, obviously. We had to quarantine him because he has the Juno crud. The crud. I've actually I've been removed from the city. Let's, I don't know if they told you. But yeah. Let's talk about the crud. Yeah. Lou, the crud. How would you describe it? <laughs> oh, Jesus it got Christ. Somehow got in my ear. The Sorry. <laughs> I warned you guys. Yeah. Well, we're going to, by the way, just so you know, Jamie, we're going to combine this segment with Parasite of the Week. Oh. So oh, you'll be able to hear about that. And I we've, missed Parasite of the you Week. You did. We, you also missed, with uh, Mike Race, Try a Dog Biscuit of the Week. Oh, no. A new segment invented by That's... Lou Logan. Wow, I'm sorry to miss that. It Ew. was not God. bad. Uh, it had a, uh, we tried the Costco uh, Kirkland Signature Dog Biscuits. We don't know if we oh, had good. chicken or lamb. Yeah. I, th- I think it was chicken. I think it was Beef. chicken digest. Chicken digest. It's all, it's all beaks. <laughs> Just nothing but beaks and beaks. And, beaks yeah. and claws. Right? No, no, claws are, are too uh, premium. We got claw scales. <laughs> yeah, just eyeballs. All right, and so. That thing that hangs under the chicken neck. Oh, that thing. The wattle. The wattle. Here we go, a waddling in the season of the old. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> a waddling we will go. Here we go, a waddling. Oh, we should go. <laughs> we 
should go waddling this year for Christmas. <laughs> and just and just raid all those uh, Juno yuppies who have chickens. Yeah, and, yeah. and steal the waddle. <laughs> That's right. A, a waddle collection and create waddle one claws. We got your beard. waddle. <laughs> Suck it. <laughs> oh. 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 Good lord! All right, Jamie. So, what? Let's let's talk about the crud. Yeah. What Lou, is? How the, would? The I crud. don't want to make. I don't want to make Jamie describe it because he's ill. Get but, but, talk. I mean, it, someone man. experiencing. How it. would you describe it, Lou? I think Jamie is the only person right, who's Jamie, experiencing it can tell us about describe it. Describe the Juno crud. <laughs> Um, okay, wow, that's Jamie wow. describing the Juno crud. Thank yeah. you. Okay, the Juno crud. I'm having a hard time talking. Is, um, <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> Lord. Oh, my God. It's the worst. Yeah. We have bad. high humidity here, and it's cool, and, and nothing ever, ever dries out. Did you get a flu shot this year, Jamie? I did, and you know what? I, it's the first time in, like, 10 years I've had a flu shot. And this is as sick as I've been in like oh, 10 years. This is proof. This so is the immunization never, conspiracy. Ever another flu shot ever again. You got ever. a flu shot, and this is happening to you. And Next, this they're going to tell us that the world is round. And I always, I know, I always thought that science told me to get a flu shot, and I never did because I was worried that this would happen. Do you think and you did have you, the flu? And then I did. And did you treat your body right this weekend? Sure, of course I did. <laughs> like a temple. <laughs> yes, like, like a temple. Like a temple that I was graffitiing. <laughs> yes, like an old, old temple in like a really like a, bad part of like yeah, New Jersey. Like a yeah. temple that was abandoned that I that had windows that I wanted to throw rocks through. Yeah, like a, like an old just an old house. Yeah, yeah it used to be an old strip temple. club. It was called the Booby Temple. My and... body is more of just an old house. <laughs> yeah, my body's an old house, man. Not, not like a nice one either, you know. That smells like, like fried decrepit. chicken. I don't ever touch that food because my body is an old house. <laughs> That's right. It's like an well, old ranch-style dwelling. Well, I think the Juno crud. I would, I would say the Juno crud is just this like very particular kind of heavy-duty cold that yeah. is. Um, uh, uh, nasal and lung congestion oriented causes a lot of coughs. I don't think that like you're fevery. You're probably not even very headachey, right? It's all about no, the congestion. It's about Dead, the gunk. Yeah. yeah, it's just like there's just like 15 pounds of Ugh. something in my lungs and nose. Roomy, R H. Yeah, I'm, I'm roomy. Although yesterday Jen did say that my head looked bigger <laughs> well, because of all like the stuffed upness, which, as you know, that seems impossible. It's pretty big. Yeah, that's yeah. not. I mean, I that's mean, not good. It must be so big you could. I couldn't get through the bedroom door. Field. Yeah, I couldn't get through the bedroom door. Like if, it's so big that if you were at a <laughs> yeah. Flaming's Lips concert, they would want to poof you around the arena. <laughs> wow. That was... <laughs> <laughs> that is wow it's so right. big that I, you got to be careful that it doesn't turn into a black hole it's so big implode. that if if, you, if the top of your head caught on fire you'd hate for a guy nearby to start yelling oh the humanity that's right yes I'd hang ropes from it and people walk underneath me like the Thanksgiving Day Parade. I mean, how big is it Lou <laughs> how big is Jamie's head now now that it's bigger than we know it uh, well, it, I think it's stone. Uh, it's 
How big? 13 stone. How big? Yes. How big Thir- is it? Jamie, how big is your head? How big is it? You know, like a head? <laughs> like a normal head? I thought it was. Yeah. Oh. Like, think of like. I thought you were going to say it's so big. <laughs> no, I don't Sorry, know what. I was Sorry. doing though. It's so big. Okay. I know. I didn't have any. No, I was trying to stall. And then <laughs> Jamie, we're, thank you for taking our call. I, we know you're sick. <laughs> obviously, don't it's feel well. So don't come to work tomorrow. What I think is you that guys this aren't going to hurt. Take the next week off. Feelings if this doesn't make the this show. This is just good radio. Way. No, it's just, horrific. just good oh. radio. This is what the people want to hear. <laughs> That's right. Just me. Just. From my lungs to your ears. People. This has nothing there to do. <laughs> this has nothing to do with why we were canceled off of public radio. No, <laughs> I will say this though. It's the I best. Just, I just took a whole bunch of Nyquil and I watched Octopussy. Oh, well, which I really recommend doing sometime. All right, that was good. I haven't left Octopussy. my house for three days. <laughs> well, let's let's just talk about Maud Adams for a minute, shall we? Maud. Is that the woman who played Octopussy? Well, yes, it's the woman who played Octopussy. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't what watch What do you mean? Crap. You just watched it. It's my I know. Arms. Yeah, she was great. It was good. Roger Moore is dressed up like a clown. And at one point, he <laughs> swings from these vines in the jungle, and they just put in the old Tarzan he is? yell by the way, from Tarzan. By the way, amazing. Roger Moore is literally dressed up like a clown. Yeah. A big portion of Octopussy, he dresses <laughs> yeah. up like a Harlequin. He yeah. also gets through. Yeah. Is it a gypsy compound or something? He gets through, or no? At the end, there's like there, there's a nuclear. Oh, it's bomb Venice, or is it Ven? What it's, is it? It's East Berlin. East Berlin. Oh yeah. East Berlin, and there's a nuclear bomb in a human cannonball contraption. Of course. And he has to get it. <laughs> Why wouldn't there be? He also that's the, the genius of the USSR was that they know, loaded they up their circus performers with the most deadly weapons. That's right. They, they was, it was a Soviet renegade. And he wore a gorilla suit at one point, too. It was oh, a good yeah. movie. Oh, no, it's good. Oh. Man, I really liked Perfection. it. Perfection. Yeah. That is good. Yeah, right, right in our wheelhouse. Oh, man. Oh. And Maude yeah, Adams, though. Maude Adams. Yes. And that weird uh, venomous octopus he had in the in the tank. Oh, that killed oh, the guy with killed that. Killed the guy. Yeah. 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 The they kept showing ink. it. It was like the blue and ink then, octopus. What is it called? The blue, the blue dot? or I can't remember. I had just blue watched dots it, I don't all remember. over it. It was purple with yeah, blue dots. Yeah, it cool. And it just sucked on a guy's face. Oh, yeah. That's what they do. Good, good job, Lou. They, yeah, thank you. They have those beaks. They do. Yeah, they'll just eat. They'll just eat. They'll eat. I mean, yeah, even, they'll get you. I think they'll. I think they can, don't. If they have beaks, can, do they ever peck? No, they just they grab and they don't peck. They just. I don't think they peck. Do but they have gizzards? They don't know. Like they do would think, take do something. You think they have a waddle? <laughs> <laughs> In one of those eight, there's somewhere, somewhere in an octopus, there's a waddle. With a waddle, uh, 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 yeah. <coughs> yeah, the crush, everybody sees me in the next few days, just, just don't coughing. come anywhere near me. I'm, oh, just a, I'm just a mess. Jesus. All right, Jamie, we're going to let so you go. No, no, we're staying, we're, oh, you're, you're we're staying on. We're going to some more. You're staying on. Okay. All right, we're staying with. Because you don't have to talk too much on this if you don't want, but Lou has a okay. segment. Called. Oh. <gasps> <laughs> 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 Lou, 
Ding cough. Today's parasite is Jamie's crud. Oh no! Oh no! Um, Anasacus simplex. Oh God! And most now, let me just guess: is Anasacus is that a genus of parasitic nematodes? And they go into the sac. No, uh, yes, you're right. They are parasitic nematodes, and most people in Alaska who have A, either caught fish or B, eaten fish, may have had an interaction with this parasite. Oh, son of a bitch. When you catch a fish in Alaska and you gut it and you see these, uh, especially in the the guts and uh, the viscera, you may see a little coiled up, horizontally coiled, what I mean is it's coiled on one plane, flat coil, kind of a, white yeah. or transparent looking worm that's a an anasacus worm and they can be a problem I, they the way, are delicious <laughs> they're lovely and delicious they make oh, a good delicious. they make a good addition to any pasta dish mm. and this genus by the way was created in 1845 by Felix Dungelden Dungelden <laughs> And, uh, Felix Skinjensen. <laughs> yeah, and Dungeld, <laughs> and he, he stated that the subgenus included the species in which the males have, have unequal spicules. Thus, the name Anasacus, which is based on anis, and acus, which uh, means different spine. Hmm. Wow, really? Yeah. So let's get to the real deal. What happens, Lou? Do it. This is also known as the whale. Uh, I don't know where I'm going here. The The end result for this worm is they, they <laughs> the want whale. To, you're going to say whale something? Uh, whale worm, I think. They, whale worm. They, they want to get into a whale. They want, they want whales. They want to get into whales, yes. <laughs> They're big really? game hunters. And I mean the mammal, not in... England area. No, they want to get into a whale. (laughs) And they want to literally get into a whale. They're big game hunters on the parasite spectrum. So, yes. So they have multiple body forms. And so if a human eats a fish that is raw or undercooked and this parasite survives, it can drill. It has a a (sighs) drilling tooth. Mouth part. Yeah. Yeah. It's got this, like, sharp little horn. Next to its mouth part, yes. and it can drill into your stomach lining, or maybe your intestines, and create severe um, gastrointestinal pain. Let me just cut in here with a little bit of facts about this, All right. which is See, very interesting. I'm pulling most of this out of my and I'm faulty memory. I'm reading, Andy's I'm reading this. Back pulling me up most here. of this out of his anus. The mouth. Yeah. The mouth is located anteriorly and surrounded and surrounded by projections used in feeding and sensation mm-hmm. with mouth, mouth parts with the anus slightly offset from <laughs> the posterior uh, uh why does wow. everything taste like shit when i eat oh, 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 oh. 
Uh, oh, that's that's a bad evolutionary ew. choice there. I think, well, as long as it's successful, I guess. It seems to be thriving. Mm. Maybe our, maybe we should change it up a little bit <laughs> as people. <laughs> so this is very prevalent. This is very prevalent in uh, Alaska, because oh, fuck! I mean, among people. Well, it's probably very fish, right? underreported. Oh. Because you see so people is... uh, not preparing fish quite properly now and then. Sure, and this this you can get this by eating raw fish or undercooked. Raw or undercooked fish. I have definitely eaten raw fish in Alaska before. And just just this, out of, just not frozen first, not anything, just... Yeah. Nope. Fresh and this sliced. can include eating eggs. If roe. You, if you make roe, you oh. are taking a risk of getting anisakis or even any, Even if you brine it? Yeah, they can survive salt. These things are can tough survive, sons of bitches. Do so. they survive freezing? No. Uh, that's that's one way to get rid of them. You gotta freeze them in a, a typical household freezer. I think at least a week, in a commercial okay. freezer, They'll, several days. If you get, if you like, basically listen. Here's the deal. If you get, if you get sushi from Fred Meyer, it doesn't have this, because sushi now has to be frozen. Frozen, right? To yeah. kill these parasites. Right. But what if I catch a fish? And then deep fry and just it. chomp into it like Gollum, <laughs> like or just yeah. If it's cold like enough, I got the fish, the fish, nice and sweet, nice and sweet, sweet, sweet. You're right, yeah, Jamie. Like if you deep fry this and the meat is not at 140 not degrees, you are eating a deep fried live worm. <laughs> wow, because I know I've done that before. Me too. Yeah. yeah. Before I was fully aware of Anasakis simplex. Now there's now a, now, so now can they like here's now here now the I was gonna say now here to interrupt because here are some of the symptoms of raw fish infection. By the way, in your eyes and skin, jaundice. In your central oh, no. nervous system, and I think this Paralysis. applies to both you and Lou, irritability. What? Oh. Yes. Shut the hell up. <laughs> also, Shut the, liver, oh, liver. Tenderness. <laughs> oh, that's oh, normal. Skin tingling. Mm. Okay, Lammy. again, that just feels like, you know, I like her. So uh, gastrointestinal leaving. nausea, diarrhea, vomiting, abdominal normal, pain, normal, loss normal, of normal, normal. All normal, right. All normal. Normal, yeah. Heart increased heart rate. Normal. What's muscular. Wrong with how, about, how about this for muscular? Weakness. I think we can all. <laughs> I haven't been all, to a gym for years. We're all weak. I think like I have this all the time. You may, think, yeah. you may have anasakiasis. Yeah. And then I might have like a, I they also have a say, by the way, and here's the last me. one. Here's the last killer. Here's the last kicker, the one that proves that we all have this just as an overall symptom. Vague abdominal discomfort. Oh, no. <laughs> Love it. Oh, man. Un an unpleasant odor. Thank you, Wikipedia. <laughs> you have my yeah. money. Wikipedia, so, I, I will find. I will give to you, Wikipedia. Give them some money. Yeah, they would give Wikipedia. Some They're begging money. for it. Did they? Uh, so, can these things like actually pierce the wall of your intestine, like, and get through it, I and think, like drill out and then like escape into the rest of your body? That's a good question. I have an answer here. What does it say? It says here, 
for the worm, humans are a dead end host. That's right. That's right. Anasakis and a larvae cannot survive in humans and eventually die. In some cases, the infection resolves with only symptomatic treatment. In other cases, however, infection can lead to small bowel obstruction. Oh, God. Which I don't think is a problem with us. It's not a problem with us because our bowel movements are so large, they blow through any small obstruction. That's right. (laughs) Ramming speed. But they say this can lead to small bowel obstruction, which may lead to surgery. (coughs) Although treatment alone, avoiding surgery, has been reported to be successful. Mm. Surgery sounds bad. So I think that actually in humans, it doesn't sound typically like it's that dangerous of a thing. What do you think, Lou? Lou is more cautionary in the... uh, Parasite treatment. You can. I think it hurt. Probably it hurt. People are not going to die, but it sounds like it would hurt really bad. You're right. And in Japan, they have more cases of this because of the sashimi and stuff, and they're more familiar with treating it. And uh, I I read that it can be pretty goddamn painful. Well, listen to this. As a worm drills into you. Listen to this. Yeah. Yeah. Even when the fish is thoroughly cooked, let's just get, let's just scare everyone. Even when the fish is thoroughly cooked. The, the allergies. Anasakis larvae pose a health risk to humans. Anasakids and related species, such as the seal worm and the cod worm, release a number of biochemicals into the surrounding tissues when they infect a fish. They're also. This is the second point I wanted to bring up. Often consumed whole. Accidentally inside the fillet of a fish, and acute allergic manifestations may occur with or without accompanying gastrointestinal symptoms. So I was thinking after I read this in another book called *Parasites of the Colder Climates*, uh, people that are <laughs> allergic to fish may actually be allergic to Anasakis and Pseudotarbidopsis. Oh. Are, are you? Wow. Uh, is what you're saying that they're not actually allergic to fish? They're just allergic to the worms? Yes. So that there may be people out there who think they're allergic to fish, but they're not actually allergic to fish. They have a worm fish, allergy. Which we all should have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we all do have. I'd be right? thankful like, for a like worm worms. allergy. Yeah. <laughs> I would yeah. love a worm allergy. I, I just, like, I have this feeling that once I ate fish and, like, they all drilled through my intestines and swam down to my left foot and it <laughs> swelled up really bad. What? Well, there is something <laughs> like, like that. Sorry, <laughs> that was nothing. There, there is a... There is a parasite that does that, and we'll talk about that really? in another episode. Do you know the name oh, of it? Oh, nice. A uh, filarial worms that cause elephantitis. Oh. Yes, let's talk about that soon. On the, coming up on the next <laughs> parasite. Parasite! Oh. <laughs> of the week. 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 Coughing bastard. Sorry. And that's the sickest segment of Bridge from Nowhere we've that's ever really recorded. Gross. So anyway, I apologize to, to end this, you can you can avoid it uh, by not eating fish or by freezing your fish and then cooking it to 140 degrees, and you'll be fine unless you have an allergy. But who wants Good. frozen? I want fresh fish cooked. Then make sure it's cooked to 140 degrees. Make sure well, I cook, cook it thoroughly. My fish, I cook my fish well, but I like I had I have fresh salmon all the time. I had it last night. I don't want to freeze it first. 
I think you'll be fine as long as you cook. You, you appear to be all right. I appear to be all right, yes. But you, you have scared you me. You have vague gastrointestinal distress all the time? Yes. <laughs> you know me. Yes, I, yes, I do. <laughs> oh, there we go. There's the reason. You're riddled. Oh, just Jamie coughing, hacking up a lung. Oh, so sorry. Oh. God. Just, yeah, like I said, feel free to cut me out of all of this. Jamie, Before take us out. This is the end of the show. Come on. Hey, this has been Bridge from Nowhere, everybody. <laughs> this is Bridge from Nowhere. We want to thank NyQuil and uh, Chicken Soup and Pog Juice and Netflix and not leaving my house for 72 hours and counting. Thanks for joining us, folks. Thanks. Bridge from no where we've we've burned another bridge. Oh, there it is. With, with our germs. With our horrific spores. Germs. Oh God. Get some sleep, Jamie. I will. I'll see you in the morning All though. Right. Oh damn, no. I won't. I will not. No. Don't worry. Okay. See you at basketball tomorrow. All right. Yeah, no, you I won't be there either. None no. God. I hope I see you guys, you know, one of these <laughs> Alive. Right. Yeah, I hope. Yeah. Jesus. Get all those anisakis worms out of your lungs and you'll oh be fine. I'm doing my God. best. I'm all doing right. my best. All right. Consumed by fighter. a case of the vapors. I got a bad case of the vapors, man. My humors are all bad out, swamp of, out of line. Oh, God. Oof. Yeah. All right. We're out. So. See ya. All right. See you guys Bridges later. Out. Bye. Bye. That's it for this edition of Bridge from Nowhere. Thanks to Mike Race for telling us many tales of Alaska and sharing a dog treat with us. Thanks to our house band playing all original music, George Kuhar and Steve Nelson are Coolson. Thanks to KTOO for letting us use their studio, even after dismissing us from their airwaves. For more information on Bridge From Nowhere and for all our shows, you can go to our website at bridgefromnowhere.com or iTunes, Stitcher, and of course Napster. That's it from us today. For Lou and Jamie, I'm Andy. The bridge is out.